Little Latte, let your mind wander. Little Latte thought, am I fonder of Bob or of Trixie Mattel? All those dick pics in the attic. <laughs> or of chocolates. You really love chocolates. Know what I love, best Latte said is when I'm asleep in my bed and Boo Hacker corrects everything that I said and Boo Hacker corrects everything that I said Wait, Taylor, are you... <laughs> are you trying to say that Joey Boo Hacker comes to you in your dreams? And is trying to, like, influence you about the podcast. Taylor, this is ridiculous. Look. <laughs> Boo Hacker is not some sort of, like, weird phantom who's just appearing in your dreams and, and doing that. No. It's not happening. Look. I know it seems real, but I... It's not happening. Boo Hacker is not trying to influence you, okay? So, here's what I need you to do. I need you to get this out of your mind... Get ready for today's show. I'm going to get ready for today's show. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay? Get this out of your head. This never happened. Mexican boy, naive to fashion, basting in your gravy. Overweight fool, I hate your podcast stealing from my triumph joey i hear you speak i listen stay by my side guide me joey my soul was weak forgive me take over our podcast Flattering child, you shall know me. See why in shadow I call. Look at that blob in the mirror. I am free, free tall. Angel of drag race interrupter. Deliver us all. Drag facts. Angel of drag race talking longer. Please let me sign your contracts. That voice, who is that in there? I am your new host of Drag Race. Come join the new host of Drag Race. Taylor! Boo Hacker!
Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 11, titled Gayest Ball Ever. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by two very patient, very grizzly co-hosts. From the podcast, Pod is my co-pilot. Please say, I'm not joking, bitch, to Taylor, <laughs> the latte boy. Oh, I'm back to being the latte boy. Oh, sorry. I yeah, I, was, I wrote it in the script and I did it. Yeah, well, whatever. Look, oh, you, we're coming up to the end, Taylor. Yeah, you, you've had you've had a moment over the last, I'd say, half an hour at the oh, very half least. an hour, two hours. Well, I meant since we came back, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow being the latte boy for this episode. But you have to wow me next week with something really great, guys. I gotta tell you, something. I don't know what this Joey Boohacker did last week where he put some sort of voodoo curse on us. <laughs> We have had so many technical difficulties. In fact, I'm recording right now in a place I would never record usually. It's so echoey. I'm going to be echoey, but you know what, guys? Shut the fuck up. The fact that you even got a show with me on it is is wonderful enough right there. You should just be happy that I'm on a show. That's what the spirit of Joey Boohecker does to people. <laughs> attitude like that that you just showed. I know. You know what? You're right. I think I was possessed. <laughs> It was a, a demon. You know, now, Taylor, you know what I wanted to talk about this week? I wanted to, to have another therapy session with you. Okay. Because t- I want to talk about this for reals. So, you know, it wasn't on the show, actually, but last week, Boo Hacker made a joke, to, just privately off the air, where he said, never fucking call Batanz ugly. Right? Do you remember this joke he made? He made? No. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about something like, oh, don't ever fucking call Batanz ugly. It's the word, oh, don't do it. Because he's done it, and I fucking get really... It's my one Achilles heel. Like, look, not that I think I'm some dashing gentleman. I know I'm ugly, okay? No one has to <laughs> remind me how fucking disgusting... That's the thing. I am constantly, every second of the day of my life, I am telling myself and reminding myself how disgusting, gross, and ugly I am. So I don't need other people to tell me this, okay? I just don't. And so earlier in the week, I got kind of into it with uh, a friend of mine who we've made up, we've patched up, but he insinuated I was ugly in a joke. Okay. Then I was doing this Fakakta Gold Bar on Friday, right? And did you know I actually, you know, that probably led to all the fucking problems I uh, that we had today. I took phone calls, Taylor, on the Gold Bar. Okay. And... Uh, one of our listeners, I won't say whom, who, I won't say who it was, he calls and he's talking to me and he goes, uh, before, and we're wrapping up the phone call, a perfectly pleasant phone call, you know? And he were wrapping, I'm like, okay, well, thank you very much for calling. He goes, Joe, 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 I want to tell you something. And I haven't recorded, I should probably just put the clip in here, you know? Mm-hmm. But he goes, uh, he goes, I started listening to you guys since season seven. I've loved you since then. And I got to tell you something. I heard your voice and you have the sexiest voice. Your voice. I was like, who is this? Who is this guy with his voice? You know? And so then I decided to look up what you look like on the internet. And, well, you have a sexy voice. Taylor. This affected me so I I was so depressed the next day. Because I was like, why do people need to... Why is it... What is this Tame of the Latte Boy? And I have a theory. I have a geographical theory behind this. Okay. okay. A geographical theory? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. When... Of all the times I've been called ugly recently, who has it been by? Well, you just Sergio said... Sergio on Sirius XM Radio, right? Okay. Where does he live? 
New York. And then JLB, Joseph L. Buhecker. Where does he New- live? New York. And then this guy lived in New Jersey. What is it with these uh, tri-state area people that they have the need to tell everyone how fucking ugly they are? Okay, well, I'm from New Jersey originally, and I don't think you're ugly. Taylor, in, there's a wall behind you, and it says, there's a mirror, and it's and the top of the mirror says ugly, and I can see myself in that mirror. <laughs> okay, the, the important thing is that you believe, because you were saying that you think that you are ugly. Yeah, I have eyes, Taylor. No, okay. All right, stop making jokes. Seriously. If you continue, the one whose opinion matters the most is yours. And if you think that you are ugly, then you are going to be ugly. If you work at feeling better about yourself and recognizing the positive things about yourself in your life and the positive things about your looks, things about your looks that you like, you will stop feeling ugly. And then when other people say things, it's not going to affect you as much isn't, as it does. Isn't this the the prevailing theme of the movie Shrek? <laughs> Are you calling yourself Shrek right now? Oh, I wish I looked like Shrek. I wish I looked like Shrek. Because at least Shrek got Cameron Diaz. Well, is that really a win? <laughs> I had a Cameron, and look what happened there. Okay. Okay, well, what? Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I I don't know. I I think that you give uh, the opinions of others means more to you than the opinion of yourself well, and not, you use the opinions of wait 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 you asked me a question and i think you allow the others of the opinions of others to feed your opinion of itself yourself rather sorry and i i think that once you stop giving a shit what other people think which i also get it's important to you as a comedian and as a writer you want to please people you want to be validated by their laughter or their emotion so you're going to take in stuff like that more sensitively than other people might. There's, there's got to be a disconnect, though, at some point. Hmm. I hope we didn't lose a fan because of my rant right now. Do you think well, okay, person's... but okay, but I think uh, let me to whoever that fan is. That was a shitty thing to do to my co-host. That was a really shitty thing to say. Whether you're trying to be funny or you're trying to be a bitch. I don't appreciate it. Uh-oh. I get that as podcasters, people think that they are friends with us and that they know us. And you really don't. And you really don't know how negative things will affect us sometimes. So please think before you speak. I don't know who you're talking about. It might be somebody that we have talked to regularly on the show. I, whatever. I, I I take umbrage with that, and I don't appreciate you. It was Luke Miller. It wasn't Sorry, Luke Miller. <laughs> it was Luke Miller. And from the podcast, instant gratification, please say, this is really awkward, to Luke Miller. Hi, everybody. I promise not to say anything mean to you, Joe. Thank you. <sighs> you got guys, so there were a lot of, like, there was like 45 minutes, well, 45, okay, so, guys, this is the story, and we're going to bring Luke in right now. Luke's right here, but this is imp- Luke's in part of the story right here. And we're doing this. Sh- so, we were supposed to start two hours ago, actually. But it, Taylor, you know, we Taylor and I talked, and we decided to split the show up into two episodes because there's 15 looks and a lot to talk about today. So, we decided to split it up into two episodes. Okay, so you're going to get two episodes right back to back, by the way, not staggered or anything, just back to back. And um, so then I. I but then I had these technical issues, so they recorded their part. For, the looks were recorded before this part. Do you reference that in the looks part, by the way? We haven't done the episode yet. 
We don't oh, know what yeah, you're yeah. talking about. That's true. Good point. I don't know what you mean. Then, <laughs> so then this, uh, then we come back and there's like 45 minutes of technical difficulties. And so I go, I need them to. I go, guys, you need to keep talking while I deal with this, right? This Taylor Lelanti point. We had how many guests have we had so far, Taylor? Probably about six or seven. Every other guest, Taylor could not care less about this guest. Oh, that's not true. He <laughs> is not talking. He was so giggly, is so giggly with this Luke Miller. Taylor, what did I say right before we started recording? You got like, Whoa, what? Something about, aren't you married, Taylor? And I guys, didn't quite understand. Yeah, guys, he was flirting so hard. And I know, I'm sorry I'm cock-blocking you right now, Taylor, but I'm thinking about your marriage. <laughs> he, because if you were single, I would be your wingman, right? If Luke were single and you were single, I'd be your wingman. But in this case, I'm trying to prevent you, like, oh my god guys taylor is wearing a red shirt he was as red as his shirt because i'm sunburned i was at gay days all weekend <laughs> this luke miller would say whatever and he would it was like me talking to theramone i don't think that's an act i'm just enjoying watching him squirm a little bit right now <laughs> oh I luke know. No, okay, Luke knows that I find Luke very cute. He he he's, oh. Luke has been a well, member of my listening community for almost the whole ten years. I've been watch, I've been listening since episode one, and it's he you were what like nineteen when we started. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not such a spring chicken anymore. You were such. Oh, shut up. So <laughs> this cute little nineteen-year-old sends me sends me a completely G-rated photo about how he likes the show, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, hello there." So Luke, Luke, and I have a long stay. We have the same sense of humor. He's a good guy. He's 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 engaged to a lovely man who I approve of. <laughs> I approve of the engagement. God, I should be a guest host on this show more often. I feel great now. So. Oh, Luke. God. It, guys, I was trying to like, I was like turning knobs and hitting buttons. And while I'm listening, my headphones are in and I'm adjusting, like trying to get wires going. And Taylor's like, Luke, what do you think of this song? Luke, what do you, come on, stop, Luke. Luke <laughs> that is not stop. what happened. Luke, stop it, Luke. Stop. Stop. You're so bad, Luke. You're so bad. And I was like, he even serenaded me a little bit. I know I he was like, "We got tonight. <laughs> Who needs tomorrow?" And looks like I've I never heard this said, song before in my life. Somebody said something about "We've got tonight," and so I immediately, because the way my brain works, I started singing the song. And an ongoing joke between Luke and I is that Luke doesn't know stuff from the '80s. So I was quizzing him, and then I was yeah. playing the song. For, one song I played. Oh one yeah, song but you, for but him. but you know what? You are so downplaying this. Guys, it was like, oh he's like, Taylor was like, we got tonight. And Luke's like, I've never heard that song. Stop. You've heard that song, Luke. Stop it. <laughs> okay, first Stop of all, I don't it, talk Luke. with quite a lisp like that. Stop it, Luke. Don't you, though? Don't you, though? <laughs> Notice there's no S's in his name. Wonder why. So you can say it. Uh, What's so funny is Taylor's so gay, he still has lisp when he says his own name. <laughs> Taylor the Latte Boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Slay. All right. Uh, anyway, hi, Luke. Hi. <laughs> I will say this is cheering me up. What, what kind of shitty mood was I in earlier, Taylor? It, it, it was a moment when I was really frustrated where it was like, okay, daddy's car, the car won't start. Everyone, kids, the car won't start. Let daddy just have his moment. <laughs> Did you have the earphones when we were talking about the virtual reality experience? No. 
Because at one point you picked up the you picked up your laptop because you're having problems getting it sh- uh, charged, mm-hmm. and it was where you were not shaking it, but it was right <laughs> up in your face and it was moving at a weird angle. So I said, "This is what it looks like when Joe Batanz chokes you during sex." <laughs> <laughs> so then it turned into this little VR, which I tickled myself where I was laughing so hard, and Luke was laughing at me, laughing at myself. Cut to all the dead twinks under the house right now. <laughs> I know exactly what that looks like. <laughs> Because really, has he's like anyone, you're laughing, but I'm not joking. Yeah, has anyone seen Cameron since he and I broke up? <laughs> Is it really sad that uh, there's going to be a uh, an intersection of my life uh, coming up? Because you know the annual Taco Landia event is coming up in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I'm set to go. But I was telling a friend of mine who we're, I'm going with him on, look, you're going to have to go and do recon for me because my ex boyfriend works for a restaurant that's going to be there, and you got to see if he's going to be there or not. So I, can I thought avoid he moved that across book. country. No, then he came back. Oh. Yeah. Stupid. I wish he moved back across the country. I can go back to my old city. My old town. Anyway, hi, Luke. Hi. <laughs> How- <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Are you, are you excited to be on this week's show? I am very excited. I even, I went and redid my homework. I re-watched this episode and Untucked before, uh, well, a couple hours ago, when before we came on. And uh, so I think I'm ready. I'm my loins are girded and I'm I'm prepared. All right. Well, this week Trinity hates gnats. RuPaul goes off his meds and acts like a crazy person. The girls attack each other through puppets and prepare three looks for the gayest ball ever. On the main stage, the girls perform rhythmic gymnastics and take turns throwing each other under the bus. And in a controversial decision, Shea Coulee is named the winner of this week's challenge, while Excuses Michelle and Peppermint are placed in the bottom two. After a competent lip sync, Peppermint was told, Shantae, you stay, while Alexis was asked... To sashay away. Ladies, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you didn't. Let's start with our very special guest co-host, Luke Miller. So uh, two things I liked first, I really liked the maxi challenge. Um, I feel like there's been a big chunk of this season where I didn't, I didn't, they're, they've kind of glazed over some of the runway looks, like when they were doing some of the, the TV spots. Um, they kind of just show them walk out and that's it and they don't really put a lot of focus on it so i felt like this made up for lost time a little bit getting three looks from each of the queens um the runway looks are one of my favorite parts of the show and to get a lot of it out of this episode felt really really good um my other favorite uh part of this episode was in the workroom when uh, alexis says uh well honestly and she's gonna give her opinion about something i just love that peppermint says uh-oh get ready <laughs> Because that's exactly how I felt when she opened her mouth and was like, well, can I tell you what I honestly felt? I was like, please, Alexis, tell us what you honestly felt. Yeah, there have been a lot of really funny memes about, like, also her contradicting herself. Have you guys seen these online? No. no. Oh, uh, well, we'll get to that. Uh, Taylor, what about you? Oh, wait, did, Luke, did you give us two things you oh. liked? One thing? Yeah, wait. Well, we kind, of, we kind of already touched on the one thing I didn't like, which was Alexis Michelle. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I, she was the big... Uh, big sad X on this entire episode for me. Well, she does have an X in her name. Uh, well, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, I like it. Those are the kinds of things I think about, Luke. <laughs> Constantly analyzing the show. Taylor Latte Boy, do you have thoughts on this show? Uh, I would say two th- the two things I liked this week definitely were peppermint centric. Um, I loved her lip sync for her life. I think that she is a very energetic and I just enjoy watching her lip sync. I, I knew 
I had a good feeling in my in my gut when she was up for up against Alexis that she was going to win, though you never know with the show, and she definitely killed it. Um, kind of tagging on to what Luke said about the "oh, here we go" sort of thing, the constant where looks that she was giving everybody, where she was kind of doing the side eye to everybody in the room during that particular scene was very funny to me and i feel like whenever you see videos on tumblr and people say under it you know i'm i'm this i'm that from the video there was me that thinking to myself i would be peppermint in the scenario where i would just be watching everybody and doing the whole like that under my breath um that being said the thing that i did not like necessarily was the ep the way everybody seemed to be portrayed this episode where suddenly everybody seemed to get bitchy and the claws kind of came out and for a season that seems to be very friend-centric and supportive-centric, it's it just was very ugly, and I didn't like that. Had I been used to that through the rest of the season, I might have had a different reaction. But in this particular scenario, I it just seemed it just seemed very unusual. That's yeah. it. Thanks. What about you? Uh, two things I liked. Um, I loved Shea Coulee's look. Since I'm not going to comment on the looks, I'll say that I loved Shea Coulee's look. Uh, the construction worker look that was to me a, a fierce, fierce, fierce look. Um, I also, you know what? Even though I didn't include the clip in this episode, I actually did think that scene with uh, Trinity swatting away the gnats was very cute and funny and endearing. And why people love Trinity, I get. You know, she gives great confessionals. Mm-hmm. And we'll, uh, we have an email that actually asks us directly about Trinity. And then the th- one thing I didn't like about this episode, um, I actually believe it or not, did not like how crazy RuPaul was acting. I, it seemed like either she was on drugs or off her usual meds. There was something going on. Well, her speech is sort of slurred. If you listen, I was going to pull clips and put it together, but I was like, we play too many clips on, clips on the show anyway. But uh, her sleep was like, ah, ah, and then she's dancing with the Fakakta ribbons like a lunatic. Like, you've never really seen her act like that. And it, I know you're like, well, that's silly and fun, but I don't know. There was something a little off about it. Didn't you think, to t- Taylor, there was something off about the way Rue was acting? The, the dancing thing seemed out of sorts for her, but I'll have to listen. I'll have to go back and listen about the slurring of the words. Cause that- the slurring, and she's just like, and she's much sillier than usual. Like, the whole, t- I'm like, does she have a few drinks? But I think she doesn't drink anymore. I don't oh, know. I thought she was in recovery. Yeah. That's why I'm like, she's like, I don't think I pulled all the clips. I don't think I, I remember thinking like, I really should include this clip, but it's too long where she's just like kind of slurry. Okay. Luke, do you have any thoughts on this, Luke? I think Luke now, after listening to the last week's episode, now is gun shy about talking. <laughs> no, it's actually funny. I, I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk, and I feel like I'm just listening to an episode. And all the times I would normally talk back at my phone when I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm just like, oh, well, I'm just going to listen. Now, Luke, let but, me ask you this question. Do you actually, I think we hear that from some people, but do you actually like talk back to your phone or, or like, oh, like, oh or what, do you, what is your interact? Tell us about us. I feel like I yeah, talk, talk about me. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I do it when I really agree or disagree with something you guys say. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you know you guys are talking about an outfit that I just loved, and if you both boot it, I'm like, no, it's not a boot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely talk. Stop. My dog. It I is. think my dog thinks I'm a crazy person because I talk back all the time. I think your dog thinks you're a crazy person because you think dogs talk to you. <laughs> 
Accurate. Accurate. After Nina's elimination, the girls return to the workroom to untuck. Alexis confesses that she's not a fan of bad critiques, and Shay reveals that it sucks to be in the bottom two. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to introduce this week's mini challenge. For today's mini challenge, we're having ourselves a good old-fashioned bitch fest. And we're doing it with puppets. <laughs> because why? Everyone loves puppets. Exactly. Pick out a puppet that represents one of your competitors and drag it up. All right, you've got 20 minutes to drag up your puppet. Go. On the puppet stage, Sasha Velour performed a funny felt version of Trinity Taylor. Trinity, where are you? I'm right here, girl. I gotta say, I've learned a lot about drag since I've been here. It isn't just about silicone. It's also about wrestling, Botox, and this new thing called hot glue that I'm just filling myself up with. <laughs> well, Trinity, you are often talking about sex. Oh, girl, I like fisting, glory holes, horseplay. That's where you have sex with Nina Bonina Brown. <laughs> Couch play. That's where you have sex with Nina Bonina Brown's padding. <laughs> Jelly play. That's where you have sex with me. <laughs> Later, Alexis Michelle tried her uh, hand at puppeteering with less favorable results. Sasha, what is that over on your hand? The feathers are the bird that's flying out of the cage. I'm being free. What's with the crown? Well, Alexis, I really want to be America's next drag superstar. Sasha, don't you think that's a little literal? It's not literal. It's felt. It's meta. Wow, Sasha, that is really deep. And scene. Uncanny. <laughs> Sasha Velour was named the winner of the mini challenge and thus was named the choreographer for the upcoming rhythmic dancing performance. Ladies, any thoughts on the mini challenge? Uh, let's start with Taylor. Okay. I have seen better puppet shows. I think this goes uh, continues the ongoing theory that this is sort of a lackluster season. And as a result, we're seeing lackluster performances in the common challenges that we've seen, like the re-challenge, snatch game, that sort of stuff. And this this sort of stays within that same uh, narrative. Um, there were a couple of funny jokes in there, but nothing in particular really stood out as a as a really you know great great performance. Lucas Miller is it is it Lucas Miller or just Luke? Yeah, I. It's just Luke, but I. But so, so your worse, birth certificate so. doesn't say Lucas. <laughs> it says Luke. Nope, just Luke. I was named after the book in the Bible because I'm so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying. Stop. Don't know where I was trying to go with that. Stop it, Luke. Stop. <laughs> You're so bad. Uh, Luke. No, so I thought You're the so puppet bad. challenge. When I saw that they were doing the puppet challenge, I was excited because in past seasons it's been a really funny mini challenge, and I think Taylor's right. It's just very. There's been a number of common challenges this season that have fallen flat. There was like the Nina Bonina Brown jokes that Sasha made were funny, and that's the only jokes I could remember, quite honestly, because um, those were one, those were the ones that made me laugh. They made Rue laugh. Everybody else was laughing. And then I also the other piece of it I remember was when Alexis was doing her part, and everyone was everyone was just like stone faced, um, except for the one 
clap that RuPaul gave her gave her at the very end. So, yeah, it was it was a bit of a disappointing. Mini I do feel there was some shady editing there, uh, and there's been accusations of some shady editing with Alexis this episode uh, that we will get to, I'm sure, mm. later. But. Uh, it wasn't that strong of a puppet challenge. I didn't think so. I actually, maybe because of my, on the rewatches I had this weekend, when Sasha was making fun of Nina Bonina Brown, I was like, why? That's not nice of Sasha to be making fun of Nina Bonina Brown, like in her looks. That's, like, Nina Bonina Brown's not even there to defend herself. And Nina Bonina Brown, that's not cool to make someone how ugly they are and call them a horse. But obviously, I was in a very sensitive place, <laughs> you know? Uh, but still, I think that's that's actually unusually mean for Sasha. Sasha's not that, that's yeah, not usually that's Sasha's true. game, but like she did it, and she it, it was a very weak puppet challenge. I didn't I didn't think it was particularly strong because it is kind of RuPaul's best friends race, the best ones have always. But I think I feel like season six is a particularly strong one, right? Or um, mm-hmm. who knows? But yeah, the puppet challenge. You know, that's the problem with these episodes is when you get to this stage, there there aren't really any disasters. There aren't that many of them left. So there's not really that much to talk about. It was meh. Don't yeah. you agree, Taylor? Yeah. Matt, Matt pretty much sums it up. What's wrong, Taylor? Nothing. I said, yeah. Do we need to talk? <laughs> are you quiet? Why are you quiet? What is with the editing of this episode? Why are you being so weird? <laughs> Listen, she's just a little shy. But Taylor's usually like smiley, and now he's just like super serious. I'm really not. Are you tired? Because it is late where you are. I am a little tired, but I'm I'm. But here. luckily, now that we did the look, it's a shorter episode. Well, that's true, but we've already done an episode. <laughs> well, you have, not me. I'm in, I'm ready to go. It's all <laughs> Joe now. It's like <laughs> Well, with only five contestants left, it was time for this season's look ball. RuPaul gathered the girls to announce this year's theme. For this week's maxi challenge, we're throwing a ball. But not just any old ball. We're throwing the gayest ball ever. Ah! Hashtag gayest ball ever. <laughs> You'll need to work three different looks, each one more gay-tastic than the last. First category is Rainbow She Better Do. We want to see a flaming look inspired by the rainbow flag. Second category is Sexy Unicorn. Yes! Hooves <laughs> and horns and queens, oh my! <laughs> Third category is Village people eleganza extravaganza. Oh, oh. that just ended randomly. <laughs> there was no end to it. Uh, okay, in the workroom, the girls all chose their different village people themes. Alexis Michelle, Alexis Michelle chose the Native American look and discussed her reasons with RuPaul during Ru's table visit. I think you're the Native American. I'm the Native American. And why did you choose that one? I saw this bowl of these beautiful turquoise embellishments Mm -hmm. and they spoke to me immediately and I said, you know what? Build the look around these. Uh Uh-huh. Those stones said something to her and they said, bitch, you're going home this week. Yeah. This was supposed to go to the looks and why don't we, but we didn't do that. So we, uh, why don't we stop right here and we'll go to, we're going to repeat Taylor again because I don't have it set up. But Taylor, what, what were your, what were your thoughts on the maxi challenge apart from the looks? Just like the theming of it. I'm sure you and Luke get into it in the, in the, 
in the look segment, but like in in terms of just the maxi challenge in general, what were your general thoughts? Um, as far as the looks go, I we we talked we we will talk about this in part two because we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, it's it's completely going to be new. Well, you have um, notes and, and and everything at your disposal. <laughs> it was it was okay as far as as far as the challenge goes. I would say it was probably a fifty fifty on looks that I liked versus looks that I didn't like. Um, the unicorn mm-hmm. thing was kind of weird. A weird yeah. thing to add into what's supposed to be the gayest ball of them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, I, the village people was, that was an interesting choice to have for something. Though we understand why, because that was the song that they used. Mm-hmm. But just, it was okay. Luke Miller? Yeah, I agree. I, I like that we got a lot of looks out of the queens from this challenge with the three each. But it was very hit and miss. And the unicorn, I get. I guess I get why it was thrown in on a gay ball, because unicorns... Or kind of gay, I guess. But um, it was, yeah, it just kind of felt odd. The one thing that really stood out to me at the beginning of it was the guest judges felt really random. Like, they had these two guest judges on hand and didn't have another place to put them, so they just stuck them in on this episode. Yeah, Andy McDowell is such a waste of space that I don't... Wow. All the people they could have gotten... How do you know they can get all these people? I think there are enough celebrities out there that either have something coming out or have some connection to the gay community that would be excited to be on the show. Like there have been certain people like Ariana Grande when she was on, she had said that she was a big fan of the show. And there have been other people that have said they were a big fan of the show and wanted to be on Lady Gaga. Andy McDowell just seems very... Why can't Andy McDowell be a big fan of the show? Random. I... She's just so boring. She's just so boring that I I don't get I don't get why she was on. Doesn't make any sense. I will say the other guest judge, and I don't I don't remember her name, but the the model, she was actually a really good guest judge because she had really good stuff to say. Sometimes you get the guest judges on the show and they just sit there and smile and make a funny joke at the beginning and you never hear from them, but she actually made some really good critiques and gave some good feedback to the queens. So I did appreciate that from her. So there were a couple of controversial uh, things from this challenge. One, another controversial that people were pointing out and laughing is that Alexis Michelle during the puppet challenge, while they're putting while they're putting their puppets together, who who, who had Alexis's puppet? I can't remember. But Shay. Oh, Shay. I think that was Peppermint. And Alexis tells Shay, "I would never be caught dead in that color." And then, like literally, oh. two minutes later, is at the table with Rue and is using saying that it was like a turquoise co- color and she's <laughs> telling rue true. like like yeah, i, I saw this turquoise that. and it's very like, bitch you just said two minutes ago over there that you would never be caught dead wearing this color so that's been going around reddit and laughing at her <laughs> part duh is uh, so there are a lot of sosh so there's been a backlash on reddit against shay where people just love Shay, and then recently there's been some sort of this backlash, where it's actually just more not necessarily that they hate Shay as much as there's been this huge pro-Trinity movement that's just come out of nowhere, right? And people, even though this isn't pro-Trinity, felt it, it, it is weird. Just out of fairness, it made no sense that Shay won, because she... F- Sasha, they, they, Sasha clearly won two of the three looks, right? And then Shay didn't even use rainbow colors for her outfit. So why did Shay win? Was it just based entirely on the construction worker mm-hmm. look? 
That's my question to you guys. Uh, I okay. I'm trying to think. Okay, think about Sasha's look for the rainbow color and and Shay. Who are you giving it to? For the rainbow. Sasha v Shay. So Sasha the one with the hat. Uh, honestly, I would give I would give it to Shay. Even though she didn't use, she didn't use, she didn't do the fucking challenge. Even though, even though she didn't do the challenge, and we 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 might talk about this on episode two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sasha, to me, that outfit was not a good outfit for for the rainbow challenge mm-hmm. because all of the colors did not go together. She used, granted, she used something from the green family, something from the yellow family, something from the blue family, but none of the colors meshed well. They were mm-hmm. all off. You know, they're they're not the typical Kelly green, lemon yellow, you know, bright orange. Like there was no it, all it, of those it, are my drag names. <laughs> you know, there's like 14 <laughs> Kelly greens out there in the world. Um, I just I I between the two, yes, you're right. The colors weren't necessarily rainbow colors, but the dress and the, her look, everything about her look was much better than Sasha's. Sexy unicorn. I think I think uh, I would give that one absolutely to um, thank you yeah. Luke. to Sasha. Yeah, and so Luke, do you agree with Taylor about uh, the rainbow flag look? Who you'd give that to? Yeah, again, we may. I mean, we may talk mm-hmm. a little bit more at length about this in, in the look section, but I do agree. I think Shay looked great. It was a very well constructed dress. It was creative and different. And I mean, pinks and purples are technically in the rainbow. You didn't just didn't use the rest of it, I guess. But I think Shay's looks in general had more of a wink and a nod to like drag camp, where Shea, uh, Sasha was very much more fashion forward and modern and, and interesting and very intellectual. Um, so I feel like that wink and a nod to kind of campy, more tra- quote traditional drag styles are probably what spoke to the judges more. Uh, for Shay versus Sasha. No, I didn't pull this clip, but what the fuck was going on with Alexis on the main stage when they asked, you know, who you would send home and they all said Alexis and she got pissed because she said, why didn't tell me anything in the workroom, those shady fucking bitches? Ugh. I could not have rolled my eyes harder at that moment in time. I think everybody that watched the show rolled their eyes at that point. I would, I, it is not about why are you there? Why are you there at that point if you can't make decisions and if you can't take a stand and say that this is what I want to do and this is who I am, that you don't need however many dry queens are left in the room, however many contestants are left in the room, to critique you and tell you whether or not you are good enough to go out on that stage? Fuck you. If you can't handle it, don't be on the show. If you can't figure out what you want to do. Because no. say what you will about Nina Bonina, you know – Okay, I will say that she, Nina Bonina Brown is... Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> she stuck to a look. <laughs> she knew what she wanted to do. She knew what she liked to do. Whether whether or not aesthetically that was what they were looking for, she stayed true to herself. And I don't remember her ever going and going up to anybody and saying, you know, do you think that they're going to like that I'm this peach this week or I'm a skull this week or or whatever? No, she did what she wanted to do. Alexis... If she is depending on the opinions of others to reflect who she feels as though she is on the inside, Joe Batanz, then perhaps she needs to not be on that show. Not that I'm saying you don't need to be on the show. <laughs> but to, to go further with what you said, Nina Bonina Brown never told anyone, why didn't you tell me I shouldn't wear boots and a corset? Okay, but I'm talking about... The I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and this is a pattern. We've seen this from Alexis at least once on the show already very clearly in Untucked, where she sat down and berated and scolded everyone for not telling her that her look wasn't good. Girl, this is a competition. You need to put your big boy or big girl panties on and do the work that you have to do to win this competition. You can't depend on these other people that are trying to beat you in this competition to tell you what's good or not. I, I don't understand that mentality of expecting these people that you're competing against to let you know that what you're wearing isn't acceptable because I'd be like, yeah, perfect. Go out in that awful, completely terrible outfit and do that. You look great. Yeah, I was, thank you. I was just getting ready to say that on another season, on a season four or a season six, they would have fed her to the wolves. Oh yeah. Culottes look oh, yeah. great on you, Alexis. Totally go out and wear that onto the runway. <laughs> well, that's why, like, because when it, when it first happened, Alexis made a tweet, wrote a tweet from the long lines of like, oh, well, I was drunk during Untucked. Bitch, you weren't drunk this time. You were not drunk. You did it in a confessional. Yeah. And there were some people who were saying like, no, this is from an earlier episode. So I was kind of thinking maybe it was. Maybe the editing was shady and it was from the other episode. But then I looked and I'm like, no, A, her eyes were red because she'd been crying. T you. Um, she says... They wait to the main stage to tell me this. Um, why couldn't they tell me this in the workroom? The other one wasn't. Th- they th- it didn't come up on the main stage. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Like, what? What's wrong with you? What's, what's wrong with you? Why would you think anyone else should tell you? I don't know. All right. One weird element of the show happened after the table visits when RuPaul gathered the girls around and announced another layer to the maxi challenge. All right, ladykins, gather around. Now, tomorrow, in addition to your three ball looks, I want you to perform an opening number that pays tribute to the gayest Olympic sport ever. Rhythmic gymnastics. (laughs) RuPaul then danced like a silly person, much to the delight of the contestants. During rehearsal, Sasha failed to take charge, which led to a battle of wills between Alexis and Shay. Later in the workroom, Alexis confronts Sasha about her weak performance as a choreographer. Honestly? Uh Uh-oh, get ready, girl. (laughs) I think that the dance element is not your comfort zone, and I saw your insecurity around that, and it came out a little bit in your behavior. I don't think that I was insecure in the rehearsal at all. To be honest, I was not being listened to. I don't think you stood up as a leader, though. In my opinion, she was trying to steer the ship, and all of us were just like, I did not feel you steering the ship. It's clear that my strategy did not work for you, Miss Alexis. Frankly, I also feel like you sort of explicitly trust Shay and Shay's vision more than other folks. Actually, no, I felt like Shay was stepping on my toes a little bit. I was honestly just sharing my ideas, you know? You definitely just, like, straight up talked over me a bunch of times. And it was very challenging. On the main stage, the girls perform their routines for the judges. Well, they're they're one routine. Luke, any thoughts on the ribbon, the rhythmic uh, gymnastics competition? I definitely think there was some shady editing going on in that part because they were, like, Alexis was being a bitch. You don't necessarily have to edit her for that. But the little confrontation between Sasha and Shay, where Sasha's like, no, I think Shay was stepping on my toes. And I feel like they edited that to add tension. I think they're friends, and I think that they could probably communicate that way. And it would be fine. Hearing them talk, it's normal. They're not, like, Shay isn't offended. Sasha's not mad at Shay. They're just 
kind of saying what the experience was. So it definitely felt very manufactured and forced. Where I mean, the Alexis part, of course, everybody's just like, well, whatever, say what you were, say, whatever you're going to say, and just stop, please. Go stone your turquoise stones, please. But um, yeah, it just it felt very manufactured. That said, when they were doing the rehearsal or the rehearsal, <laughs> um, they. The, it made, they made it seem like it was going to be a disaster. And then they got on stage and it was fine. It was actually kind of fun to watch. So it, it was kind of just odd. And they, did, and they never made it clear that, like, what, did Sasha do the choreography or did she just get the choreography and then have to teach it to everybody? It kind of seemed like they made it seem like she uh, designed the choreography for everybody. But I don't think she did. It seemed a little bit too well put together for her to have just come up with that. Taylor Nicole Brown Simpson. I would agree that listening to it this second time, the the power of the music behind it gives it more attention than it actually has. When I first watched it, I thought, well, this is weird because they've been such good friends that now they're starting to bicker. But when you listen to it, it sounds very, you know, sometimes friends say uncomfortable things to one another. And this sounds like this is an example of that happening. But, you know, that, that you when people will say, insensitive things not insensitive but you know where you can say you hurt my feelings and the other person can respond and hear what they're saying constructively it sounds like that's kind of what was happening there but when you add this like very dramatic tense music to it it sounds much worse than it actually was uh all right ladies any final thoughts on the episode let's go back to taylor and nicole brown simpson for this one i did i i'm ready for the season to be over i'm I'm not gonna lie i i it, it it was it's just kind of, it's just sort of we're just kind of coasting through at this point till the end. That's sort of what it feels like. I'm not being necessarily wowed. While I like some of the looks for this runway challenge, there and there were a couple of funny moments. I remember other seasons that felt like you, you didn't want the season to end because everybody was so good, mm-hmm. and this is just one where everybody's kind of okay. Yeah, it's one of these things where. It's just a very who's the person called it beige? Was it Joey Buhecker? Joey. Joey called it beige. It is a very it's, and it and, and with every contestant gets eliminated, it gets more and more beige. You know? Right, and because we kind of lost our villain. This Alexis, episode. yeah. Yeah. And then next week it's just Peppermint, Trinity. Like even like everyone loves Trinity, but I just think she's the most interesting contestant who's left. You know, like I can think of many other more interesting uh, people who are in this position. I know that's going to get me fucking hate mail because these drag race queens just cannot handle shit. But yeah, it's just a very beige season, and I don't. I and I honestly do yeah. not care who's in the top three, and I don't care who the winner is. Luke, absolutely, it's, it's, there's shades of season seven to this. I remember at the end of season seven, we really didn't care. I didn't care which of the three of them won. Which is funny because I'm going to disagree with you. Because I actually feel season seven is a uh, a very the, – the queens are very strong. But the challenge has failed. This one, I don't know about the challenge is so much. I haven't thought about it. But I feel the cast was very blah. You know? Okay. I just sort of feel like it was just a very blah cast. I just – don't there wasn't anyone that really got me oh valentina apart from valentina which i love valentina apart from valentina there was nobody that really excited me this season so did we miss any i will go ahead luke go ahead oh i i just want i will say that um alexis michelle 
has a lot of... She must have big fucking balls to go on Untucked and call Sasha's look... One of Sasha's looks, quote, ready to wear. Or, I'm sorry, she called it pedestrian. Um, because what the fuck was she wearing? It was terrible. And then she goes on Untucked and starts using the words ready to wear, ready to wear, ready to wear all the fucking time. It's like, girl, you need to pick up a dictionary and understand what the words ready to wear are and understand that nobody is ready to wear what you put together. She just, I just couldn't handle it. I just couldn't handle it. It was like, you needed to stop. She loves to hear herself talk. And now we no longer have to listen to her talk. Now, here's the thing. Now, I, I didn't get too into this because I didn't really care that much. But there is another whole Reddit you know, conspiracy theory that a lot of Alexis is ready to wear about Sasha and, uh, is shady editing. And that's from a previous episode when I can't remember what it was. I didn't get to it because I have to go pull clips from other episodes. And I was just like, no, I'm not, I don't care. But no, I'm, I'm pretty sure she actually says um, Sasha's rainbow look oh, is pedestrian. Is, and I think it was pretty clear that she was talking about that look specifically. Like, I kind of get where she was coming from, but for her to criticize anybody for their look being pedestrian, I'm like, mm, girl, wake up. Oh, so there was this Reddit post that, but I don't remember what the term, I should, you know what? While Taylor was dealing with this drama, I should have looked at the Reddit post. Uh, there was a Reddit post that defined the difference between basic, what was it? They, But basically, someone called uh alexis basic and they said alexis isn't basic she's this and here's the difference is basic is you don't care about your look but uh so you just do the minimum or something right where Mm -hmm. what alexis is is she's just like she just looks like every run-of-the-mill drag queen there's nothing unique about her look she's just competent you know and she just doesn't have the capabilities to be anything more than that well i don't i think part of the core of it to me and it's something that as we were watching the show i just feel like she doesn't have a sense a good sense of style i think a lot she she can do like last week's challenge where they dressed up the crew guy she looked like barbarella and even though it was a really basic look she looked good her makeup looked fine she can do a couple things well but when she has to like create something from scratch on her own like that the the all of her outfits this episode were not good even the the unicorn one was fine but it was just a bodysuit so i just i feel like it keeps coming back to me that she just doesn't have a good sense of style Taylor, you want to wrap anything up? Did we miss anything? Did we forget anything? Have we closed the book on this episode? Taylor the Latte Boy. I think we have. What are you sucking on? An ice cube. God damn it. Should I read the emails for you? No, I'm okay. My mouth is really dry right now, so. Why? I don't know. All right, now it's time for emails. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is from Jimmy, and Jimmy writes, Hi, Joe, Taylor, and Luke. How did, How did he know, know Luke was going to be here? I was going to be on here. That's Actually, amazing. Actually, he wrote and third co-host, but I just put in Luke instead. I don't choose to believe okay. that. <laughs> All right. So he writes, first off, what are your thoughts on Trinity Taylor? I know you both, Joe and Taylor, didn't like her to begin with, but have your opinions of her changed at all? I hated her at the start of the season, but now I want her to snatch the crown. Mm-hmm. Secondly, who do you guys well, want? Let's want to stop and answer that first. Okay, well, that, that we'll start with there. Yeah. All right. Um, as far as Trinity goes, I have been very vocal about the fact that I was definitely wrong where I thought she was going to be a filler queen that was going to be one of the first ones to go home. I think she has proven herself as a contender for the crown. 
That being said, I question her uh, taste level with a lot of her outfits. I think that she kind of comes off as trashy with some of her looks. Um, But, I mean, she's definitely a strong contender, and I can recognize that I did not give her the credit that she deserved through uh, at the beginning of the season. Joe, what about you? My opinion of Trinity Taylor hasn't really changed that much at all. I'll be honest with you. Because as we know, I judge people on two different uh, planes. One as a drag queen and two uh, as a television personality. And much like Alyssa Edwards, who, by the way, is also a pageant queen. And they were, wasn't it like Eureka, Trinity, and Alyssa were all in like the runners-up or something? And a pageant Trinity one is... I think Trinity is a great television personality. She gives great confessionals. She's super interesting to watch. She's great in the workroom. But I'm usually underwhelmed by her looks, or they're safe at best. Uh, I'm rarely blown away by her uh, look-wise. And in fact, I don't like that Central Florida look that Taylor described last uh, week. I... I'm not a fan of her drag queen aesthetic, but I do think she gives great television and she's a great television personality. Okay. That's a fair assessment. Thank you. So his, he goes on to say, secondly, who do you guys want to win? Also, who do you think will get Miss Congeniality? I think Peppermint should get Miss Congeniality. I voted for her, but since I'm not in the U.S., it doesn't count. But I'm pretty sure Valentina will get it. So who do we want to win? Honestly, as I said, I couldn't give a shit who wins. Okay. I am exactly in the same spot, but I think of those that are left, I would like to see Sasha win because she is a very different look and kind of that intellectual side of things really appeals to me. Um, And she's kind of shown herself in confessionals and some of the challenges to be (laughs) an empathetic person that actually has a heart, like a lot of the girls in the season do. But I really just, I like her style a lot, so... Who I would like to win isn't going to win, and that would be Peppermint. I Valentina. I, <laughs> oh, I would love Valentina to win. Uh, where they just bring Valentina back at the end and just, just hand her the crown. <laughs> Surprise! Um, Valentina, can you bring uh, me a glass of water? Yes, I was going to say, like, Katya. <laughs> um, I, I think that I don't think Trinity's going to win. And I would be surprised if Sasha wins, but I think Shay is going to win. I just have a feeling oh, that yeah. Shay is. I mean, Shay has been really strong, with the exception of last week all season. So I would be surprised if she doesn't win at this point. But who knows? So you know, I've been to the finale ever since season six. Every finale, and I may go to this one or not. I can't decide yet. Right, and. At the season six finale, you know, as as anyone, I think we've talked about it in the show, but I'll say it again. This is not a secret. They openly say this. They tape all three queens winning. So you get to see, we will get to see uh, whoever the top three queens are. Each of them walk the runway, get their say their statement, get crowned, do the whole dance, everything. They do the whole kit and caboodle. Okay. Mm-hmm. But season six, not only did they tape Bianca winning, Courtney winning, and Adore winning, they taped a fourth option of a dual win between Adore and Bianca Del Rio. And obviously, they just went with Bianca Del Rio. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they tape an Asasha Shea double win this season, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. 
And I think this would be a good year to do it where I would I'd be okay with a double Shea Sasha win. I would I guess I wouldn't be overly shocked if they did that because they have to inject some sort of life into the end of the season. And by doing something they've never done before, I feel like that might work out well for them. And when you also consider that the two of them, it's definitely a team, a duo, a force to be reckoned with kind of thing as far as the two of those contestants together, it would yeah. it would be fitting. It would be weird if they suddenly said, you know, Sasha and Trinity were the wit, you know, whereas I think people, if they were going to do a dual winner or a tie, having the two of them win and appreciate that win together would that would satisfy people that may otherwise say no there can only be one Mm. okay what about miss congeniality who do we think is going to get miss congeniality peppermint or valentina valentina i think yeah you think it's gonna be valentina i mean uh, yeah she's they're gonna want to give her something she's a ton of fans yeah Uh, the other queens are even sort of resigned to the fact that it's gonna be valentina i wouldn't be shocked if if everybody, even the queens themselves, thought that, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Peppermint either. I think Peppermint. I think that there there does there seems to be some backlash against Valentina, whereas there doesn't. You know, there are people. Whereas I does I don't necessarily see that with Peppermint. Everybody seems to like Peppermint, so I I I mean I I hope it's Peppermint over Valentina. I know that Valentina has a lot of huge fans, but. I, I would like to see Peppermint yeah. get something. She, she's she been the one of the more stable forces in the challenges over the course of the of the season. And I, I think that should be, you know, appreciated. Okay. So, finally, what are your thoughts on Shay and Sasha's combined wins? Do you think that a shared win is worth less for it than an individual win? I do, which is why I think Trinity has won the most challenges and therefore should win. Thank you for never failing to keep me entertained on the way to uni. And that's from Jimmy. Yeah. So what do we think about the idea of the, of the combined wins? I don't, I don't necessarily think a combined win is worth less because a lot of the times the team based challenges are harder. Um, There's been so many times where a team based challenge has been someone's downfall Mm -hmm. and having to work to, I mean, they're friends and they obviously work really well together, but I feel like they've, learn that quickly and learn how to capitalize on it. Um, I, I just, I feel like those team challenges often are not easy to win where to be able to stand on your own feet, know who you are internally and have that play out on the show a little more clearly can be a bit easier. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like where it's a, a win where it's an entire team, you know, where it's where, where they split yeah. the team into half and then, you know, everybody on this side with that team wins. So see you like, you know, go back to the, interior illusions lounge or whatever the hell they call it so and they did that um there was one it was the 9021 ho challenge this season where when aja's team was safe that was by the grace of god for aja because she did not do well on that challenge and so i feel like in that instance where it's a whole team challenge where people did badly absolutely i don't think it means as much for each individual but the like the two-person team challenges where both people really had to support and fight for that win i think it I don't think it means less. Okay. Do we have any other thoughts on this email from Jimmy? No. Okay. Nope. Let's move on to Jordan Darling's episode. Episode. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Jordan Darling's letter. Jordan writes, Hi, ladies. I just wanted to send a quick email about something I found interesting. I'm a big gambler, and every time I go to okay. Vegas, I place lots of sports bets. 
This week I decided to look up the odds of each queen to win the crown at the beginning of the season from sportsbettingexperts.com. The four queens that are left had the following odds. Now, if you're not familiar with a gambling spread, a 400 means that if you bet 100, you will win 400 if that queen won. Oh, God, so boring. Come on, Jordan, darling, <laughs> well, step your pussy Okay, up. so he writes, we're just going to say, like, certain number to one, I guess. That would be the... And he writes, Sasha Velour uh, had a gambling spread of 450. Shea Coulee had a gambling spread of 500. Peppermint had a gambling spread of 3,500, and Trinity Taylor had a spread of 5,000. He says the queen who had the best preseason odds was Aja with 300. I just found this interesting. I'm going to be in Vegas this Wednesday before the finale airs, so maybe I'll throw some money to my girl Trinity. What do you think it means when your mouth tastes like nickels? Not something good. Were you eating a nickel? Mm. No. I was blowing the Tin Man. Does that mean anything? Mm. No. Just, okay, go ahead. Do you think a metal- It just probably means nothing. Okay. Maybe I was just so bored by this email that I my mouth tasted like nickels. Thank you. B. Ty writes... Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> best recap show out there, guys. Last week's guest was hilarious. And yes to a Golden Girls pod. Smooch. Oh, well. The B stands for Boo Hecker, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Boo Hecker wrote his own fan email. All right. So Bryce Lee Wynn writes. Thanks, B Ty, by the way. Thank you, B Ty. Bryce and Jordan Bri- Darling, thank you too. You know, yes. you know I love Is you. Is Bryce Lee Wynn the heir to the Wynn Hotel fortune? Well, unless Steve Wynn turned black all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, okay. So what? he writes. Bryce Lee, Wynn, Bryce Lee Wynn is an African American man, Taylor. What's. What's wrong with that? Are you why were you why did you have pity for him? You seem very uncomfortable to I know. I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired. I know your boyfriend or your, I'm sorry, not only your boyfriend, your husband. Your husband like collapsed in the other room earlier. We edited it out of the show. But I had to get back to Luke. Oh I know you're like, Well, are you okay, Bubba Luke? Because I was talking to Luke. Luke, I may be I may be a widower soon. <laughs> The ambulance is on his way. I'm on Expedia right now looking for plane tickets. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Stop it, Taylor. Stop. <laughs> You're so bad, Taylor. You're so bad. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. I said nice things about you in the beginning of the episode. I mean none of them. I know. You're going to have that listener calling down. He's like, you know what? You're right. He is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. You know that listener is like crying right now. He's the biggest fan of our show. Anyway, go ahead. Read this email from Bryce Lee Wynn. He writes... Bryce Lee Wynn sounds like a dish I had like at a Chinese uh, restaurant. Like, um, I'll have uh, the mushu pork, the orange chicken, and the Bryce Lee Wynn. <laughs> it sounds delicious. It sounds like a lot of sodium. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sodium never hurt anyone, Taylor. <laughs> Can you read this email, welcome, Taylor? Please, please welcome to the stage. A lot of sodium. Taylor, can we please get through this email? <sighs> Bryce writes, Joe Yancey and Taylor Michelle Williams. I just wanted to let you both know how much I appreciate Drag Race Recap. Admittedly, I'm not enjoying this season of RuPaul's Drag Race as I have previous seasons. I actually have this theory that odd-numbered seasons aren't as entertaining as even-numbered seasons, but your podcast is making this season fun for me. 
At this point, I don't care who wins, unlike last season, where I was adamant about Bob or Chi-Chi winning. You guys have amazing chemistry, which was very apparent 30 seconds ago. And I hope you guys continue to do this show. Congrats on your nuptials, Taylor. You guys are one of the best parts of my week. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of uh, messages from people who are saying how much they hate the season. And that the only reason they continue to watch is really for the recap. Well, that's a, that, that is very nice. That is yeah. something that I can definitely appreciate. That's the only reason I watch this show. You should uh, communicate that to uh, the producers of Drag Race and see if you guys can get a cut of ad revenue. Uh, hey, you know what? See if that happens. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Do you watch this John Polly, uh, whatever his show is called, Taylor? John Polly. He's the one that does the World of Wonder official re- recap for World uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. It's online. No. no. Does he have a mustache? Sure. He okay. looks like a gay guy from the 80s who just took a time machine over here. <laughs> I think I, usually when I look for well, it's the next thing next to Untucked on the YouTube app on Apple TV. So I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't watch him. Luke, do you watch any other like uh, ancillary shows about RuPaul's Drag Race, other recap shows, listen to other recap shows or anything? Why would I do that when I get everything I need from you two? That's a good answer. That was a very good answer. That was <laughs> the right it. answer. No, I don't. Stop I, it, Luke. I don't. Stop. I did not say that. <laughs> Didn't you? Okay, we have a few announcements. <laughs> One, we have... What's, Taylor, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Taylor is, like, punching the air right now at home. Okay, guys, I don't know how I'm going to explain this. So, Daniel Brewer, I don't know if you guys remember him. He used to be on this show. He used to manage the where the episodes were and all that drama. I don't want to explain it, right? And so when we finally transferred it over, for reasons that are boring and it's no one's fault, we only got all the episodes starting with season season eight episode two on okay daniel still has in his possession in his private account the season seven episodes and also episode one of season eight we're gonna get those back some way by the way if anyone has the season seven seven episodes can you please contact us at uh drag race recap at gmail.com so the reason I'm telling you this is you guys may notice on your feed or in your podcast feed, you can't get season seven. And we've actually gotten some emails and messages from people who want to get them, but they can't. So here's what's going to happen, because this is the way it just has to work technically. Is once the season is over, this season, season nine is over, we are going to start parsing out season seven. We'll probably do it twice a week, but maybe once or twice a week, you will get in your feed a download of season seven. Now, look, if you didn't listen during season seven, well, you get to listen to me, Daniel Brewer, and Donna Sugars recap season seven. There's a couple of guest spots from Taylor the Latte Boy before he stole Donna's job. And and so we're going to dish those out. At once, so it's not. We don't want to. We don't want to burden your feed. You're not going to get, you know, twelve or fourteen episodes all at once. We're going to do it once a week over the course of a couple of months. Also, people have asked about um, the Paris is Burning episode. That is going to happen. What's going to happen is this: once the season's over, Taylor and I need to satisfy some Patreon um, rewards. We're going to do all those, and then we're going to do the private Patreon only season six recap show. 
And then once all that's done, we're going to take a much-deserved break, and then we will come back and we'll do The Paris is Burning and any other shows we might With do. a very special guest co-host for that. With a very special guest co-host, former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. <laughs> yes. No, what? I was going to say, to to those of you who listen to Pod as my co-pilot, this is this is a big coup that we're getting. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, the, really? The co-host. Yeah. You know who the co-host is. Oh, no, I know. Oh, Taylor. Okay. No, I know who it is. I know who it is, but I don't give a shit. Whoa, why did you drop my microphone? See, okay. that's God punishing you. I know, it really is. The co-host. Yeah, well, God is my go-pilot. All right. Uh, one more also plug for Pride 48 streaming weekend. It's June 25th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. or 3 p.m. Pacific. Let me do that again. Pride 48 streaming weekend, June 25th. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We are doing a very special live one-hour episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Now, guys, I want to tell you guys this, okay? I want to say something here. And Taylor doesn't know this yet. I'm going to tell Taylor for the first time right now. And I don't know if he's going to be insulted or complimented. Okay. I was talking to one of the people who run Pride 48, okay? And I said, how did you come up with this schedule? Because the way the schedule works, guys, is going to be at 6 p.m. Eastern, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap for an hour. Then a show no one cares about for an hour. And then at 8 p.m. Don't. Then at 8 p.m. Closing out the entire weekend. Closing out the entire weekend will be Pod is my co-pilot will be the closing show. For the Pride 48 streaming weekend, right? So I'm talking to one of the people who runs Pride 48 and say, like, listen, how do you come up with the order of the shows? And he goes, well, you know, we usually have the, the shows with the most audience start the, epi- the, seat, the, the weekend. And the last show is always the show that has the most, the biggest audience. Now, listen, fucker. There's no dig against Pod as my co-pilot. This RuPaul's Drag Race recap has so many goddamn listeners. It has more listeners. And Taylor, I think you'll agree. It has more listeners than all the shows in the entire weekend combined. And they put us at 6 p.m. Pacific. I'm sorry, 6 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. So here's the deal. Guys, here's what I want you to do. Two things. One, Taylor, Taylor, you have any comment on this? You're an asshole. Go ahead. (laughs) Two things. One, Taylor and I are working on, and by Taylor and I, I mean Joe, is working (laughs) on (laughs) making this a very, very, guys, you are not going to want to miss this episode. I'll even give you a sneak peek. If all else fails, if all else fails, if all of our plans fall through, the worst thing you're going to end up with is Taylor and I are going to do a recap of Hurricane Bianca. And that's our that is our safety plan. That is our all things fail. It is going to be such a big weekend. You are not going to want to miss this. Now you're thinking like, well, you should release the recorded episode. Oh, we're going to release the recorded episode to Patreon members. But if you are not a Patreon member and you can't make the live weekend, so sorry, you won't hear it, right? And this I'm telling you if this works out, Taylor agrees. This is going to be huge. You're going to not want to miss this. But also, too, for my own movie-style comic book villain reasons, to show this fucking Pride 48 what I'm talking about, I want to break the goddamn stream. 
I want it to be that the the chat room shuts down, that the that the streaming shuts down. Like we just shut the fucking thing down. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. If you guys shut it down, I'll make you this deal. If you shut the chat room down and the stream down, oh, I will release the episode on the um, regular feed. Joe. What? Come on. What? It'll be back up by the time you're... Sh- you're being an anarchist at this point. It'll be it'll be the back up by the time your show comes on. Okay. Wait, what did you say right now, Taylor? <laughs> I said, okay. Like, okay. Do people really, are people going to really care if they don't hear the 7 p.m. show? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> they are very nice people. Stop that. You're a horrible person. Why do I feel like I, why do I, feel like I know what show you're talking Your about? Your guess, I'll tell you if you're right. Is it, um... Oh, God, no. <laughs> if we, start, if we shut down mind. the stream, there'd be more listeners. <laughs> that Joe, come on! <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so that was that announcement. The Pride Friday streaming weekend, season seven. Um, all right. Well, that concludes part one of RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Keep checking your feed for part two when Taylor and Luke review this week's looks. Big thanks to Luke Miller for sitting in today as guest co-host. Make sure to download Luke's show Instant Gratification wherever you get your podcasts. Luke, is there anything we missed? Is there anything else you want to plug? Have we gotten everything? Honk. Uh, I think we got everything. I think, uh, the yeah, I'm good. So, for Luke Miller, Taylor the Latte Boy, and myself, sashay away. Until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Help the show out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really works. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at PodIsMyCopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMCTaylor and on Twitter at PIMCTaylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at cupodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at JoeBatanz or on Twitter at JoeBatanz. If, for some reason, you would like to know what I'm eating, you can also follow my food Instagram at HungryChola. Fifi, I tried to hug you, though. You know what? It's always okay to make mistakes and just know that you can always grow from them. It's never the end. You can always start over. Love y'all. Fifi O'Hara. Jump in a car. <laughs> <laughs>